Welcome to the Wretched Hive Podcast. I got a bad feeling about this. Moss Eisley's Spaceport. What are you talking about? You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is ridiculous. We must be cautious. Actually, we're just a bunch of guys talking about Star Wars and other stuff. I'm looking forward to having some real talk with some real folks. That's good news. I like the sound of that. Oh, there is so much to cover tonight. Just from stuff that's out on Disney+. Plus. And, and I'm not only talking about the Billie Eilish movie. And there's a lot of stuff we need to cover. And if you are into Star Wars and Marvel Bill, and Billie Eilish, and Billie Eilish <laughs> you are in the right place because you have found the Wretched High podcast for Friday, September 3rd. 2021 episode 210 of this here show. My name is Steve Baldwin and the entire crew is on board tonight. Sweet Jesus. While it's been a long time since we've had a five by five scenario, but this is it tonight. We've got a live rendition of Scott's Cantina corner to cover. Bringing it back, baby. We're going to cover some Mandalorian news. We're going to cover. How is there Mandalorian news? Hang on. Wait a minute. Oh, there's new stuff to cover, Dave. Is this is this from MovieWeb or is this actual news? Oh, this is legit news. Did all it right. come from Lucasfilm? We're going to we're going to talk all about Gina Carano's Ben Shapiro show is what we're going to talk about, guys. Oh, thank God. Thank God I watched that <laughs> instead of what if. And I cannot wait to get in this into this with you. Let's let's get it started with introduction. That's what she said. What do I what do I what is this guy's name? I don't know. You don't know? I can't remember. I, I haven't remember been here in like... goddamn name is. He is the Wookiee co-pilot! How could you forget? He is... You thought it was a trick question in some fairness, Steve. That was very, like... It's been like two months since he's been on the like, show. Scott's eyes got super big, and he's like, I'm terrified of giving the wrong answer. Oh, no. I, I forgot. Who are you guys? I what ever... is going to happen? Oh, it is Mr. Gregory Lynn. How are you, my friend? Stephen S. Truman. My God, it has been a hot minute since the entire five of us have been together on the same Zoom call talking about Star Wars, Marvel, and other bullshit. But God, is it good to be here. Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you're, you're getting right. It has been. How long has it been? Since, has it been two months since we've done the show together? Yeah. Um, all of us, probably. It's been at Easily. least a month since I've been on the show. Yeah. At least. We've been doing the uh, our, our weekly reviews that that uh, we've actually missed a little bit since since we uh, we've all been so swamped at work yeah. and uh, we've we've all been working on our solo projects. There you go. That's yes, right. we we've uh, there was a, a, a like the band Genesis. We split apart. We do our our solo projects. Greg and the Mechanics. We actually are. <laughs> and then there were. Th- I, I think we had one of those. Um, wow. We did a couple of solo uh, episodes. We have been doing a Saturday drop for uh, reviews of What If. Yeah. Mostly. We're a on those. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a little catch up. Little Nico, Nico called in from freaking Portugal. Hell yeah. Episode. Holy crap. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I know. it's impressive since Scott can't even call in from like three blocks from Steve's house and goes calling <laughs> in from another, another fucking continent. <laughs> True that, true that. Yeah. Uh, but welcome, welcome everyone back to the show, and welcome Greg, and also on the show. He's still, even though he hasn't been on the show in like I don't know a quarter, <laughs> he is still 
a lifelong Star Wars fan. Scott! Ivan Nichevich. Yes, welcome that's, back to the show. Scott. That's that is exactly how it sounds. That's how that's how it. That's how, how it sounds. Yeah, I'm good. You know, I. It's weird because mm -hmm. I'm still back in the studio with you, but it's also weird not being on the show for so long. So I'm excited to talk about. It is worth noting that we're both fully vaccinated and in oh, yeah. the palatial Wretched Hive studio sitting next to one another. Yeah, I think we're extra vaccinated. <laughs> one of us is extra vaccinated. We're and we're going to be extra vaccinated. Uh, well, not for real. We shouldn't We shouldn't spread rumors like that. But we're gonna, we are going to uh, partake of some adult. <laughs> but have any of you guys taken like horse dewormer? That's what I, I was really going to say. Scott, Scott's secret ingredient tonight is going to be ivermectin is what it's going to yeah. be. So, and, and by the way, the end game for this whole thing was to put the tracker chips in the horse dewormer. And that's what people don't see and understand. Big podcast. Tried that, but no one on this show. Yeah, no, no one on this show. Um, all right. We'll just leave that right there. Also on the show tonight, he is. The captain of the Millennial Falcon, Nico, the world traveler Rodriguez. Nico, welcome back to America. Hey, hi, hello. It is. Um, I'd like to say that it's nice to be back on American soil, but goddamn, if vacations aren't wonderful. They sure, they sure are. No doubt about it. Hey, hey Nico, when you mm, got vacations. to Portugal. Did did they just jump on you and shave you right there? Because I have never seen a baby face. <laughs> Nico before it's Did you, he, wow time travel <laughs> I think he reversed the clock like 10 years what happened to your face yeah. they thought, they uh, thought he was a werewolf it's called being gainfully employed Ooh. wow <laughs> he does and Woo. he does and he does he always pulls the he does hey up. Scott yeah fuck you all right oh, oh. it's like we were never apart I feel, I feel at home now and finally Bingo! Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> we have fuck you scott <laughs> no we're not allowed to use that dave <laughs> fuck you steve <laughs> Under no circumstances. Fuck you, Dave! Could <laughs> you ever? God fucking damn it, Dave. <laughs> this might be my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean... Damn it, Scott! <laughs> ever! God damn it, Greg. Call him. <laughs> I swear to God, Greg, I'm going to kill you. Harry... <laughs> Damn it, Steve, when I find you, I'll kill you! <laughs> Potter. You butthead, Nico. Sounds great, Greg. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. Welcome to the show, Dave. Damn it, Steve, when I find you, I'll kill you! <laughs> How much time did that take? Like, seriously. <laughs> oh, God. The hardest one is finding Nico. Like nobody says Nico in any video. That was that was hard. That's why they're so quiet because they're 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 really poor videos to pull from. Oh you just had to look up some uh, Steven Seagal movies. Yeah, but nobody curses him out though because uh, his Steven Seagal won't allow that in any of his scripts. Greg is just walking around the streets of of Southern California with a recorder to random people. Just like, hey, will one of you just please say "fuck you, Nico" into this recorder for me? Just do me a solid, real quick. Thank you. Here's five dollars, so it's not creepy. I think 
best one uh, you've ever come up with. I agree entirely. The Chris and Grease. Yeah. Well, God fucking damn it, Dave. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid. But Dave, hey. No, go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no. I was welcoming you, welcoming you to the show, my friend. Hey, thank you. Thank you to my favorite rebel scum, Steve Baldwin, giving me a hand sign there. Don't know what that was. Might have been a hand sign. Might have not been a hand sign. Um, Welcome, everybody. We are here five by five. First time in forever. Happy September to everybody. We're almost through the year. Like there's this meme going around. That's uh, the scene from the beginning of Captain America Winter Soldier where Falcon is getting lapped by Steve Rogers all the time on your left, on your left, on your left. And it's got Falcon here and it's like, and the caption says me still trying to recover from 2020 and Steve Rogers is coming up. It's like 2022, baby, 2022. That's how I feel. That is exactly how I feel. (laughs) That is awesome. And if you've ever felt that way and you want to tell us all about it, you can text, text, shut the front door. The Wretched Hive Hotline, send us a text to 562-455-4483. That's 562-455-HIVE. That's H-I-V-E. In case you can't spell Hive. You're goddamn right. Stream all the shows online at wretchedhivepodcast.net. You can also follow us on Facebook. On Facebook. That's what I just said. Oh. On Facebook. Oh. That's enough already. Oh. Facebook. You can also find us on Twitter at Can't Retch- just do that. I just did at Retch Hive Pod. He's so angry. He's really angry tonight. A lot of uh, aggression tonight. A lot of aggression. A couple of announcements. Um, actually, I don't have any announcements. I don't know what I'm saying. We're yeah. gonna, we're going to get tease. Oh, I, your I, giant tease. I remember what I was going to say before the news. Yeah, we got, we, we're going to talk some Star Wars. We're going to talk Marvel, but we have a special segment tonight a oh, very we're doing that now yes we're gonna do it right now because i need a cocktail oh, yeah, before the ice melts it's scott's <laughs> yeah. before the ice melts that makes sense Corner. Corner. where are you going master for a drink at scott's cantina corner we don't serve their kind here what i think i'll have a drink scott's cantina corner all right scott there's a bunch of bottles in front of me. What, yes. what's, what's going on here? So in honor... Don't, don't drink the middle one straight. Yeah, <laughs> please don't. Uh, in honor of National Mai Tai Day, which just passed a couple days ago, so we're a little bit off, but that's because we're recording tonight. Okay. Uh, we are going to have an authentic Mai Tai. It's not Star Wars themed. You want to speak right into that microphone there, podcast professional. Guy. Gotcha. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm getting out Somebody already started drinking here tonight. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but there is a little Star Wars connection. Um, the place, one of the bartenders that originally helped invent this drink, uh, and there's some controversy behind there, uh, his bar is still running and functioning here in L.A. It's the Tiki Tea on Sunset Boulevard. Okay. And um, that was one of the bars that George Lucas sat in and came up with the concept of the cantina. Yeah, it's actually in one of the books, so I thought it would be a little bit of a tribute, a stretch, but it's there. All right. So we're going to have ourselves a 1944 Trader Vic's Mai Tai. Let's get going. All right. So you guys talk while I start making it, and I'm busting out the rum. All right. Talk to us about what you're doing there. 
Oh, you want me to go through all yeah, this? Yeah, play, just play by play while you're doing it. Okay, so first of all, I am going to go through the smaller ingredients because we always want to start with the small ingredients now, first. Now, Scott, it's an only an hour show, so let's get moving. Okay, so <laughs> first thing we want, we have two different types of syrups. We have a simple syrup, yes, quarter of that, all and right. we have a quarter of the almond are syrup. Gonna, are you doing it? Are you going to talk and do it? Or how, I am. How are, you, I, how are you doing this? You want my help? I got a microphone in front of my face, Steve. I'm doing my best. All right, here. Yeah, here. You know what? I got it right here. What do you want me to do? I'm pouring everything into the tin first. Okay. We're going to fill it up with ice. I clean my hands. So okay. All right. Trust me there. All right. Why is the music so goddamn loud? Is it? <laughs> I'm stabbing the ice. Uh, Greg, <laughs> can you and I be like the old Muppet guys in the balcony during this segment? Can we do that? Hey, why is the music so goddamn loud? Okay. I don't know. Why is your hearing aid turned up so loud? Oh, ho, 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 ho. So, first thing I'm going to do is a quarter almond syrup or orgeat. Okay. By the way, if, if you haven't found this guy uh, on on YouTube yet, I think we talked about him when I when we debuted this, but this guy plays, it's like Star Wars themed ukulele, and this kid shreds. Just, just Google Star Wars ukulele. It's absolutely ridiculous watching him play. I guarantee he'll be the only result. Yeah. Okay, next thing we got uh, the simple syrup, quarter okay, simple. simple syrup. And now I'm going for the Cointreau. It's like an orange flavored liqueur. Okay. And we're doing about an ounce of that. All right. Everything's getting poured into the tin. You're going to do one full ounce of. Now, you know this recipe by heart, so I'm assuming you make this frequently. I do. That's all I do is drink my ties. <laughs> That's my job. When you're not podcasting or editing photos, you're drinking, making my ties. That's right. So right here, I'm hand squeezing uh, fresh limes. Okay. We're going to do one full ounce of lime juice, and then we'll finish it off with two and a half ounces of Denizen Jamaican rum, wow. dark, dark rum. Wow. I, this is, uh, I've, I feel very, very spoiled right now that you're making this cocktail live on the air for all five of us. This is amazing. Yeah. It's going to be tough. Wait a minute. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't come in the mail. Did you order these guys? The mail ordered this for them, right? Oh, you okay? Yeah. What happened? I'm losing a lime. That's all. Oh, here you not? I have a. I got lime I got, down, I guys. I got napkins. Here, I got towels. I keep thinking he's saying lime, not lime, and I'm going in a completely different, like Miami Vice era. <laughs> that that does come later. About. There that that does come later. Okay. It is part of the recipy. Scott does okay. not fuck around with his cocktails. No, no, no. That is true. Or cocktails in this case, if they, if, if they might they might be if if there's any DEA work listening in on the to the wretched hive as you know because I know that they this all is, only care about catching drug criminals and and Star Wars but um, <laughs> there is no actual cocaine in this drink. No, no. I thought you were going to say they only care about catching the white drug users, Greg. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not that's not inaccurate. So. <laughs> yeah, no, then we're gonna Steve's, make, Steve's making notes on where he's going to go edit the show right now. Ooh, that is not, then that's not a sound effect, folks. We're watching him do that live. Legit. Always remember to shake until the entire tin is frosty. Oh, okay. Get full dilution. And now. Do we need ice in the glasses? I'm going to fill that up for you. I should have, I should have, uh, I should have crushed that ice. Okay. All right. It's a little melty, but it's all good. Sorry, my hands are clean, I swear. I trust you. Is this one? No, that's for that. Okay. Okay, and then I'm doing actually a very important job putting the lids back on the. Uh, I'm going to do a. There. 
I do a dirty pour, which means I'm going to have a little bit of extra ice in here. Oh, that pour is so dirty. Oh, you you're a dirty, dirty, dirty pour. pour. You're <laughs> such a dirty pour. Lime. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you like it like that, you dirty pour? <laughs> enough for two in there or no i just made singles oh you did okay. so go ahead i'm all just right. gonna run through this wow. one real quick okay all right i'm gonna leave that there you might want to let it yeah all right let it dilute a little yeah <laughs> can, all right it's burning wow my, my well thank my you so right. i can't wait I, i'm i'm when yours is ready we will sample okay all right i'll go super fast. all right wow what a treat that's amazing. So uh, we're going to get into, we've got some news to cover. I was not lying about Mandalorian news. So did you uh, say so. Did you take a, did you take a drink of this drink yet? Ooh, I'm waiting for his. Go ahead. Should go I go ahead, ahead and sip fine. it? Take a sip. Well, he said I should wait. All right. No, no, you, you're fine. No, no. All right. No, no, no. <laughs> oh my God. That is really good. It might be a little strong. <laughs> Can we tell him now about the part where that middle bottle you don't drink straight? Sure. So this is like the beginning of Temple of Doom. And there's an antidote file that you're going to need to take. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or it's going to be a short podcast. <laughs> I've got the antidote, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Jones. Dr. Jones. I'm already. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> no time for love, Dr. Jones. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I watched that again the other day and I forgot just it's it's really not that great of a movie. Like it's it's really just intentionally Indeed, dark. I'm your best friend. Like it is very dark. Who thought writing the Kate Capshaw character that way was a good idea? Like she is just there is nothing redeeming about that character. The best nothing. Thing out of that movie is um a lifelong relationship for Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's all that came out of that. But it, it no, it's it's a horrible movie. I hit you. Yeah. Yeah, that'll warm you up. That's a that's a that's a good drink there, Scott. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm gonna reboot this. Let's uh let's talk Mandalorian, but All first right. play this. But first, turn. Scott, super cool that you can do that like live on the air. No kidding. Very Mad impressive. Mad no. skills. Almost done. Thank you, Dave. I wish you guys were here so I could uh pour you all a drink. I, I believe me, the year I'm having, I wish I was too. It is a little strong, so. All right, that's let's fine get... by me, buddy. Here we go. Yep. From ABC News World Headquarters, this is ABC World News Tonight. No, it's not. It's Star Wars news with the Wretched Hive. So be it. And by the way, I think um, a lot of people empathize with you there, buddy. It's, it's it's the year and a half we're all having, and and you've been through a lot more, so I feel you, man. Um, all right, I promised some Mandalorian news, and I know some of you have seen this already, and I hope I hope everyone on this show has seen this. Uh, we did not talk about this before the show. Very little show prep today, in case you're uh, wondering out there. And yeah, we're trying to change it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. we just decided to go uh, to go with no prep. <laughs> Time around, but uh, the Mandalorian season two finale has a making of in the Disney Gallery series on Disney Plus. And Greg, I think you 
have seen this. You flagged this for me that this was on yeah. Disney Plus. Is that correct? Have you seen this one? Yeah. So just as a little bit of a backstory. So after Mandalorian season one, there was like they introduced the Disney Gallery series, um, which was like seven or eight episodes and all dedicated to a different part of making the show. Um, and I was very excited to see that they had continued that after Mandalorian season two. Uh, but what it turned out to be for season two is that it was just one episode uh, that covered the entire season uh, with one glaring exception. Um, and that being the the uh, episode with Mark Hamill, the very last episode of The Mandalorian season two. That episode, that original episode debuted right after the end of season two completed. So that was like late last year, maybe even early this year that it came on. But just a couple of weeks ago, they finally have episode two of the gallery now dedicated to season two of the Mandalorian. And it is entirely related to Mark Hamill's appearance um, and how that all came about. Yes, exactly. So it's, they have one episode that's sort of the entire season two making of with all of the directors talking about what they did and all the, mm -hmm. uh, um, the plot lines and all the sort of all the feels that you want to get from Mandalorian. And then one episode just devoted to the season finale. And most of that is the appearance of one Luke Skywalker in the finale. Yeah. And right. it's phenomenal. It's so good. It's really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I loved how the, um, the director Peyton Reed, uh, shared about all the ways they were keeping the appearance of Luke in the episode secret from even the cast and crew. Oh yeah. So they had like a fake script circulating. <laughs> and, and, and artwork done with the Jedi master Plo Kloon as well. <laughs> yeah. From Clone Wars, right? From, um, yeah. And from, and from, uh, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Plo Kloon's in oh, yeah. Revenge of the Sith also. Yeah. yeah. And it's perfect. And I was going to say the script thing, that's just a, a normal precaution nowadays because you, you don't know who's going to leak what copies of a script because it, it rarely just goes to the person that it's supposed to be. So that's, that, that's almost standard form. That's almost like, you know, 2000 level security for things at this point. Right. Well, my understanding with that is that normally um, actors will get the, the pieces of the script that just apply to them. Like they'll get their pages. Like a Woody Allen movie. Right. And, and they'll get their pieces. And then um, to keep it fresh, they won't know, they, they won't get the rest of the story. Um, with this, everyone had the script, except when it came for Luke's scenes, they had Plo Koon enters. Yes. So it was sort of like a, uh, they were trying to, it was like misdirection because everybody knows that Plo Koon is Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi. So, so it was a it was an obvious okay oh they're bringing back a jedi oh it's plo koon oh because dave loves plo koon so they're bringing back plo koon but it was a they, they they went so far as to when they were blocking out scenes they wouldn't say luke is going to do this they would say plo koon is going to do that or whatever the fuck the guy's name is is, is going <laughs> to do this instead 
Have you had one of Scott's Mai Tais? Because yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it's coming through the mic, the mic Look, and the, and the they, Zoom call is what it is. The security was so tight on this, they didn't even tell Mark Hamill that he was playing Luke Skywalker. They were just like, this is another one of your secret cameos in a Star Wars thing. You are the Jedi Plo Kloon, motherfucker. And they actually <laughs> developed an extra, like a mask. They didn't get the one from Lucasfilm. They created a whole new thing. So in, in artwork as well, right? Like, yeah, they did artwork and then they did, they did a digital version of... Luke standing there with a digital Plo Koon's head. Yeah. Papa Luke. Yeah. To show in like dailies or something. I mean, they really went the extra mile to protect the secret um, because in, uh, in Filoni is, is shown, a, you know, doing some like one-on-one -on -one with the camera, like interview. And he's saying like, or, or maybe it's Mark Hamill who says, all you need is one guy who's processing the dailies in the back. And he goes on social media and says, guess what I saw today? And the the secrets out. Yeah, and they kept it a secret, and so, that that was part of the magic. Cough, cough. Spider Man, no way home. Cough, cough, cough. <laughs> uh, two things on that. Uh, amazing that they were able to keep that secret. That that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. But I had one small problem. I'm always going to have a problem. You had a problem with something. I did. I loved the gallery episode. I yeah. really did. Um, but Plo Koon died in Order sixty six, so. Unless everybody on that set didn't realize that, that's, I don't know. Well, there was a shot of the script. It's a very brief shot. You blink, you miss it on in the Disney Gallery show. And the script says, Plo uh, Koon appears. Somehow he's not dead. Okay. Somehow they were going to retcon it. I didn't, so I didn't pause they it. Didn't I recognize. Didn't, okay. They, they did acknowledge that. I was amazed. I was, that's yeah. amazing. Okay. Yeah, no, the fact yeah. that they were able to pull that off and do all that extra work just to keep that secret. Mm -hmm. And that's sad, actually, in this day and age that we have to do that. But yeah, it was they, worth it. They pulled it off. Um, Peyton Reed talks about how people have a 40-year relationship with Luke. Um, yeah. Filoni was, was uh, no, sorry, John Favreau was on camera saying that, you know, he as they're filming the, sh the scene where Luke walks in, Finally, he gets through the battle and he walks into the room and takes his hood off. So he walks in, you've got the actor standing there and Mark Hamill did the scene and then the stand-in would do the scene, mimic Mark Hamill's movements. And so Mark Hamill standing there, takes the hood off. So you got Mark Hamill holding a lightsaber in this, you know, set dress to look like a Star Destroyer yeah. or a starship. And he's sort of like welling up, you know, he feels the emotion and then R2 comes in behind him <laughs> who was Favreau's favorite character as a yeah. kid and he said he he welled up he was like a, a, a little kid again and on the show he says like I don't I don't exactly understand why but I couldn't help the tears from coming and it's it's just it's so embedded in our childhood and who we you know who we what we experienced as as, a, as children that um it's it, he was struggling trying to explain it but um, and I've, you guys know, I, I'm a, I'm a crier and I, I've experienced that many times. <laughs> you are. That, no, that, that's true. Hang on. I will back Steve up on that. He's a crier. Brian, right now, I've actually. I've experienced I'm, it many I'm, times. Like I just, I get emotional about stuff and, and. Uh, when we go to the movies, I usually take some extra Kleenex with me just in case. I want to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the scene in, in Die Hard when John is on the road. <laughs> No, you're not. No, you're not. The dirty dozen where he's dropping all those grenades down the elevator shaft. <laughs> um, 
but it's it's uh it's it's just really cool to, to know that you know and again peyton reed's talking about like if he was 13 when the movies came out and these men that are making these films that are our age that are fans first that is what's so cool about the current slate of 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 um, caretakers of star wars that they're fans oh absolutely it's, it's, it's amazing it, absolutely it, it, star wars is it, it is kind of in a phase similar to what marvel comics was kind of in the the late 60s early 70s where marvel comics got turned over to a group of people who spent the last decade or so reading all the stanley jack kirby you know steve ditko stuff and loved it and then they got turned over to write the stories about these characters that they grew up loving and that's kind of where star wars is at right now and i just i would love to sit and talk to mark hamill just to get into his head a little bit on how does it feel to just have that reaction right because i i didn't cry during that episode of the mandalorian steve but i wanted to if i was a crier i would have been bawling ugly tears at the moment i realized it was luke skywalker yeah i would just love to know what what is that like as an actor to just you have that impact on people like it, you're the, the character that you're portraying has that kind of an impact on people so david it's, it's got to be both a joy and a burden at the same time but did, yeah. did you see the did you see gallery the new gallery that we're talking no. about okay no. i've so, been watching reruns of the practice for like the okay. last four days he he addresses <laughs> it. by the way what why was that show so highly regarded it was a very basic attorney procedural had like 17 stars that went on to be on gray's anatomy they might as well have just said it's a prequel to gray's anatomy it it I don't know. I don't get it. Even Sorry, know. digression. This is freaking me out. Uh, no, he doesn't. Yeah, I, I have no idea what Dave is talking about either, guys. I love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 th I think this is just still post-concussion syndrome from Dave is really what I think this is right now, guys. So let's just all pretend like we know what he's talking about. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, smile and wave, boys. Just smile and wave. For entertainment tonight or something, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mark Love Hamill. Too, Mark Hamill in the past <laughs> has addressed this, but he he does address it on the show yeah. and talks about how it affects these people and and he his appreciation for that is I think very sincere and very honest Absolutely. and that's that's what I really like about Mark Hamill and we joke that he's like you know a, a national treasure because of his snarkiness and how he can come back on Twitter on, on all these people and and get away with it but I think the way that he handles the you know the fandom in general from the whole star wars sci-fi you know crowd is phenomenal i mean yeah. he's just he's a real down-to-earth type of person he, he is there's a there's a true story that I'm, I'm sure you guys have all heard about a young kid young boy who was terminally ill and the father knew somebody who knew somebody who knew mark hamill's agent and there was an arrangement made mark hamill came over in costume as luke skywalker and sat with the terminally ill boy for a couple hours completely in character just answering every question that you you could be posed by a kid about being a jedi and the star wars universe you know and oh, most most actors would not would not do that and that's not a shame on on actors just uh, most talk, actors wouldn't do that talk about a hero i mean yeah. that yeah. is a true hero right there well let that's me amazing. let me add on dave saying if you haven't seen this you need to go online and, and search out this clip um adam scott who was on parks and rec uh there's oh. a great uh, very funny very, very funny you've very seen nice. it okay oh, yeah. yeah so no, he I, I know adam scott i don't know what you're gonna share oh he goes on uh, one of these talk shows and 
the host was absent, so a, a guest host was filling in. They were having this discussion about how, as a kid, he loved Star Wars. It was like his life and how he wrote a letter to Mark Hamill. And um, at, I don't know, 11 years old, something like that. And it's so great. He's like, and he never showed up. He In the letter, he said he invited him to his birthday party. And so they set this whole thing up where he comes out dressed as Luke with a green lightsaber. Mark did? Yeah. Oh it's you got to see this wow. clip it is so good it reduces adam scott to like this just like emotional heap and it's so good like he's yeah. crying in front of him yeah <laughs> and, and it was he, a it was a jimmy kimmel clip is what it was yeah. it was from a couple of years ago like Kristen bell or somebody was like the guest host and yeah was, something like that something like that it was so good it was such a great moment and uh you see an actor just kind of really reveal like an honest side to themselves. And I, I just, you know, it, this, this conversation um, reminds me, there's a fan made film by a guy named Chris mocked M A C H T. Hmm. And he the, did not have a rough childhood, by the way, with that last name. <laughs> <laughs> the, the film is, is he, he's actually got two. The first one is called the force among us. And this, and it, it's about fandom and he i think he interviews it's it's a little bit like um it's the, the fan the the film about the waiting in line for episode one. Oh uh, my god star star weight star weight yeah, yeah, yes yes it's starring, little, starring scott Ivansky. It, it's a little <laughs> bit like that but he goes to like the the in costume he goes to like film locations and and stuff. yeah um and the second one he did is called the force within us and he talks about the impact the film has had in families and stuff. It's really good. Check it out. Chris mm. mocked the force within us. Mm. Um, just getting back to the Mandalorian, um, making up real quick on Disney gallery, just a couple of things, a, a few other things that stood out for me. Mark Hamill, uh, was, was talking about the original trilogy and he, he, he shared that he told Lucas that he felt like the original trilogy was a little bit like having a bond trilogy that was how james bond achieves his double o status yeah and then stops the bond series <laughs> like we don't get to see bond in action just how he gets to be a double yeah. o and then that's it <laughs> and i thought that was a great analogy um you know there's 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 it's it's just like you know dr no gold you know um uh, from Russia with love and Goldfinger, and that's it. No yeah. more Bond. Um, I also learned news to me as a huge Star Wars fan. wasn't aware of this. I'm sure you knew this, so don't smirk at me when I, you know, I'll look away. Come clean here. <laughs> um, the Return of the Jedi costume actually brown. It's brown. Yeah. You know, I, I take that as kind of like a Hans jacket on Hoth kind of thing, because that also everybody thinks that's blue and that's actually brown, too. Yeah, did not know that. Yeah. And and uh, Filoni, was, you know, was they were talking about the they made it brown because of the they wanted it to be morally ambiguous and you're not sure if he's evil. And, you know, he forks chokes the yep. Gamorrean guards when he walks in. And we've talked a lot about that, but um, yeah. I had no idea it was brown. It well, looks black on film, but that they made it black on the show because they didn't want to soil anyone's memory. Because if y'all think it's black, no, 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 it's it's brown. It's they, brown on they, the show. They point that out in that whole conversation. Really? 
So if you look Son at that whole, so that you brought up some really great points about Return of the Jedi, and I'm not going to. Is, is this like that internet thing? Is the dress blue or gold or whatever that stupid thing was from five years it, ago? It's very much like that. It's yeah. very much like that. Yeah. Started with Han's jacket in Empire. That was weird. I don't um, understand that at all. Yeah, it's very symbolic that we, he still has the brown cloak, which is a dark brown, but he loses the cloak. He's losing that innocence. And the last thing, the last part of the movie, he's completely in black. Okay. So there is yeah, that trans. I get that. Yeah. But I, I didn't. Re- so they actually made the cloak brown. Yeah. In. Go the back. Go back show? and watch the. Yeah. So watch the gallery episode right, again. Okay. Maybe I missed it. <laughs> Steve is still like convinced it's black. <laughs> was was the dress gold or blue? I don't. I don't know. I don't, Does it matter? I thought it was a gold bikini. Oh, it was a bikini. There you go. That's all we need to worry about. That's it. Cheers. (laughs) Cheers. Finally get to toast. Um, All right. The last thing that stuck out for me, being Mm. a huge music fan and Mm. lover of everything John Williams, one of the best quotes that came out of the whole thing was, and and the acknowledgement that the first time we hear the original trilogy, John Williams music is when Luke walks in the room and Filoni's quote, Let's never underestimate the importance of John Williams. I want that on a on a billboard on yeah. the 405. Yeah. Let's yeah. just let's buy it. You need that how a much? Lot. How much would that cost us? God, God that's a lot damn! Of, that's a lot of reverb from the table there, Steve. What the hell? <laughs> let's. Did never- you did you set up your podcast table on your bass drum or something like that? <laughs> don't break any more glasses from london that's all we ask we're throwing glasses on the show pretty soon too soon too soon no that was a long time i had to order a new one (laughs) like like, came to i know Uh, let's uh, never underestimate the importance of john williams on a billboard love the wretched hive podcast on the 405 north oh yeah oh yeah that cost us you think for like a, a month I mean, you know what 12 16 grand something. i know we i know you want to put it on the 405 because it is the worst freeway in the world but we should put well, it near the hollywood bowl lots, a lot of hits though oh yeah off the 101 so anyway i just love that quote and by the way I'm he's going to use that quote he's, i'm going to pull i'm going to pull that and we're going to use that as a sound clip actually. john williams is playing the bowl in a couple days john right? williams has never yeah. been bowl. <laughs> yeah kidding. this weekend this weekend I've seen yeah him. yeah so, so uh, just a quick Google search, guys. You can get a billboard in a rural rural area between seven hundred and fifteen, seven fifty and fifteen hundred per month for a whole month, fifteen hundred bucks in a rural area. So I'm thinking something on the road to Vegas because if we want to do it in the city of Los Angeles, it's going to be about fourteen thousand dollars or up. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Do we crowdfund this? We can crowdfund <laughs> we this. Could do that. That would be- <laughs> what if we could have it broadcast like AM radio? Like tune in to right, and then as you drive by, you tune in and you can play some Star Wars oh, music. Oh, I've got it. If it's the road to Vegas, we're getting it right outside Baker, the world's largest thermometer. It's yeah. the tourist trap. It's got the Alien Hotel beef jerky place. Mm-hmm. Everyone stops there. We need a big. Can sign. we paint that? Thermometer? I have never stopped there. Be great. Oh, like I've a never license. stopped in Baker. What? No, I'm just trying to never. get to Vegas, baby. I've never been Vegas. To- Greek cafe. The what is that? The Greek, the Greek cafe. Yeah. <laughs> the Greek cafe. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Wow. No aliens. Dave's not from around here, guys. No. We gotta. We gotta. Vegas, edu- baby. Vegas. <laughs> You're so money. Money. You don't so even know money. it. Money, and you don't even know it. 
All right. Uh, we have a little uh, a little bit more to talk about, guys, that's not Mandalorian related. There is another, another piece of Star Wars news. No. Luke's there sister? Another. Luke's sister. It's Luke's sister? Luke's sister. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you, Greg. Skywalker. <laughs> um, and every parent in the world, like, suddenly understands. Like, you know, Yoda died because Luke was asking him so many questions. Never understood that until it became a parent. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. Um, we've talked about the trailer when it hit the the YouTubes and yeah. when it hit StarWars.com. I just realized maybe I'm a little bit behind the times. Sorry, Nico, if you're going to make fun of me for being, please do. Old? Even if even if it's not deserved, please do make fun of it. Fuck <laughs> you, Scott. <laughs> Fuck you, Steve. <laughs> I need all those, by the way. Can you send me a show to come back to? So, <laughs> the Star Wars Visions. Star Wars Visions. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your take on this. Um, coming out, hitting the airwaves September 22nd. So excited about it. My kids got me into anime. I'm really thrilled about it. It looks great. Uh, it's an anime style. Star Wars animated show starting September 22nd. And the trailer is now available in beautiful 4K on yeah. Disney Plus. Yeah. And you can find it on StarWars.com or on the YouTubes and now on Disney Plus. So I imagine we will be talking about Star Wars Visions when it hits. Um, so save, save your commentary. Yeah, yeah. That, Mr. I'm Just for the group. Question for the group. I got a question for the group. So uh, uh, I've seen the trailer. It, it does look really good. I am not a a huge connoisseur of anime. I mean, I've seen the Akiras. I've seen the uh, the Ghost in the Shell. I've seen um, a couple of the other one, ones that were popular in the 90s and whatnot. Battle of the uh, Planets and uh, Sailor well, those Moon. Are, and those, that... Like Battle of the Planets. I'm just uh, messing with you, Greg. I'm sorry. That that that's that's kind of like the early like Robotech. That's those yeah. the early late '70s, early '80s days of of um, Voltron, another one of of anime. And then there was a whole another realm of the cyberpunk anime that started with like Akira, right? Yeah. Um, but are these? So there's lots of modern anime that's out there, obviously, and there's a huge fan base around it. Are these made by any of those anime studios that anybody knows, or are they just yeah. people um, doing anime so stuff? They're well, I want to say yes. Um, watching the trailer, there are some very distinct styles. Um, one of them looks very Howl's Floating Castle or Howl's Moving Castle. That that guy, like Studio Ghibli. Yes, that's the one. Um, mm -hmm. The other ones, I'm not so sure of. Um, okay. But there were some cool characters that I saw in there, um, like the bunny. Oh, look really cool. Yeah. So, Jedi bunny. My, my, uh, my son, Jackson? Aaron, is a, is a, I don't a, think so. My, Aaron, who is an expert in everything anime, has seen all the modern stuff, knows the anime houses, like knows what they've done and is very familiar with the art design and style and is studying art and loves anime, draws anime. He told me that the there's like, I guess there's eight episodes and seven anime houses that have built the episodes. And he said they're all legit 
they're not just some artist in you know Burbank doing the style. They're all the legitimate Japanese anime um, studios that are nice. doing. So, so if it's really good, going to be legitimate Japanese anime style. So that's, that's, I'm excited about that. And, uh, in the very brief clips that we've seen in the trailer, um, this, the, the, it seems like they're capturing a lot of the, the, the rhythm and the sort of the, the beats of star Wars. Um, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing in the trailer. Of course, you know, the, maybe the greatest film trailer of all time was the trailer for Episode One, and which is maybe not the greatest film of all time. But so, that's why it's the greatest trailer of all time. Because anytime true. I see that trailer, I question my feelings about Episode One. Right. Anytime I see that trailer, <laughs> I really want to see that movie. Yeah, I'm just all like, God, maybe I've been misjudging it for the last 23 years. You remember you've seen it 500 times and yeah. it changed maybe, it. But this time will be different. Can the director of the trailer please make that movie over? That'd be so nice. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. So anyway, so yes, so that's out on Disney Plus in beautiful 4K. Stream it, watch it. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to talk about it. Be prepared. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the MC. Well, no, not the MCU. Is it the, M- yeah. is it the MCU? Yes, we it talk is. About? The Marvel Cinematic Universe, the MCU. All right, it fine. Is. You ask me for miracles, Theo, I give you the MCU. We need, you know what? I don't have any sound clips. We need a, we need a, uh, I need to produce a, a uh, bumper for when we talk about Marvel. Yeah. Marvel sound clips I can. I can pull from, right? Well, apparently we just need to make one overarching umbrella bumper for all the Disney content that we cover. Because we are just Disney- right. We could just run it at the front. Nico, that's a, that is why you're here, my friend. We just need to play that at the front of the podcast and we're covered for everything. Well, I bu- really just want that. want you to have that guy record that we're Disney shills and just play that. That's what yeah. I, that's what I- <laughs> Bob Iger is. Bob very, Iger. He, he's very pleased uh, with play that. Good, good night. Uh, <laughs> if you guys look right over my my right shoulder, you see my giant pile of Disney money that I sleep on at night. <laughs> yeah, that's why we call you Scrooge McDuck behind your back. Um, there are some folks on the show that has have not. Oh, that's a cocktail you're making me there, buddy. There you go. Uh, that have not had the opportunity to hear me really, really buzzed and podcast in a while, <laughs> and have not had the opportunity to talk about. What if? What if we did a podcast and Steve was wasted? (laughs) I am the watcher, and I ask you to ponder the question. Sorry, guys, I'm here to take over in case if you might need to (laughs) after this cocktail. Disney Disney Plus platform. What if season one is in full swing now? We're at we we're at episode four. Uh, probably hitting the halfway point now. No, yeah. Uh, is it 10 episodes or eight? I, I think it's a 10 episode, but I, think, I could be okay. wrong, but I think it's 10. All right. So we've done standalone reviews of, of episode one, which was Captain Carter in the first event Avenger. Sorry. What if Captain Carter was the first Avenger? Episode two was T'Challa. What I if- want to buckle up everybody. It's going to get bumpy from here. <laughs> what if Cat, what if T'Challa was Jesus? Star Lord. Star Lord. I got you. Uh, what if T'Challa was Jesus? 
Things would have been real weird. Uh, Whoa, Jesus. Two was what if Chichala became a Star Lord? Yes. Not the Star Lord, as we discussed in depth on the show. Episode three, which not all of us have seen, but we're gonna maybe stumble through a little bit. Okay. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? And then episode four, uh, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And so uh If I only had a brain. Greg, Scott, seriously, seriously, we have not heard from either one of you nope. about just sort of what you think about the show in general, what your impressions are, how are how you're liking it so far, and I need to hear from both of you. So, um, I'm going to start with Greg, just just because, um, Greg, what do you think about Marvel's What If? You know, it has been a while since I've been on the show, and I think the last time that I was um, actually on the show uh, we was right when What If was starting this as a series, and my my feeling at the time was, you know, the show was kind of cool, or this comic book was kind of cool, but it was never really consequential towards anything. It was always just kind of there, you know? And... Um, Feelings confirmed, guys. I mean, it's it, 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 it's really inconsequential watching. I I don't know if that's an insult or what, but you know, must see TV. This is not. Um, it, it's 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 fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it's you know, I've got much better things to do on a Friday night than, or even a Wednesday night, than to sit down and watch this show. You know. Hmm. Yeah. Have Have you watched the show? I've seen every single one, every single one, even twice. the one that just came on. Because yeah, yeah tw- twice, twice, because I literally, like Nico said, I have fallen asleep at least once during every one of these episodes. So, so how many naps would you rate the episodes? Are they all one <laughs> nap or, or any of the episodes, a uh, two nap or a three nap episode? These episodes are definitely three nappers, guys. Oh, big time three nappers. So, okay. yeah. Wow. Now, is that how you feel, or is that what actually happened? Well, seeing as how we're on episode four, I'd say it was a four napper so far. Oh, okay. It it is they they you know like I say they're fine. You know the coolest thing about them is they went out of their way to get the actors um, that portrayed the characters in the in the movies, and so with a couple of exceptions, you know, I, I don't think there's any Scarlett Johansson, and and I and I think Disney's kind of happy about that with everything that's gone on. Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> who? Did, think, all the Disney executives are like who? <laughs> I think Greg and I could do a whole segment on on that thing. Just yeah. to... uh, well, okay, so notably Chadwick Boseman. Yes, but but yeah, no no Chris Evans, um, no RDJ, no Scarlett. But pretty much everybody else. Yeah, the, I mean, the, so far as they got as they got Michael Douglas doing Hank Pym. Yeah, right. I mean, the Doctor Strange episode that just dropped today, I think, had everybody from the original Doctor Strange movie. Yep. That's yeah. right. That's correct. Yeah. Which was probably easy for them to do because I think they are shooting Doctor Strange probably right around the time that they were getting ready to do voiceovers for this. So yeah, yeah. good chance of that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. So uh, you know, overall, I'm just. The the show is a giant math for me. I mean, it really is. I mean, if anybody should you watch it? No, but you know, like I say, if you got nothing else going on, if you've watched everything else on Disney Plus, then sure, give it a shot. And I think I can't 
Well, I shouldn't say I think. I don't remember if we talked about this before, but the, I think the challenge with this is that it's not a consequential show when you compare it to everything else that's happened for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like even the bad, crappy movies like Incredible Hulk and Thor Dark World, there's something significant in them that ties into the larger overarching story that you're going through. And so you still need to kind of revisit that and mine it for, for plot points or, or information or things like that. And what if, because it's literally just branched off and it's its own standalone reality over here, it just, it doesn't feel as, as consequential or as necessary as a result. And it's, it, and Greg, you hit the nail on the head with the, the original series. And we were talking about this, I think in the pre-show, you know, the, what if the original series ran for like 47, 48 issues, and maybe 12 of those were, were really good and really memorable. And then of those 12, maybe two or three were because of the creators that were involved in it, not because of the content or quality of the, the story that it was telling therein. So what if occupies a really interesting niche? And I understand why they're doing it right now to kind of help spread and help us understand the concept of the multiverse and what the multiverse means, and that there are all these alternate timelines and places you can go to grab alternate characters and alternate versions and, and alternate histories. And that part's fun, but is it consequential? I mean, do you need to know that there was a Captain Carter? Do you need to know if that's the same tentacle monster from episode one that's in episode four? I, I just don't know that you need to. You can yeah. virtually and skip this and go right into uh, Shang-Chi, which opens on Friday. Wow. So I, I, I'm going to I, I want to ask Scott the same question. Um, Scott, what what is your take on the show? I've got. I've got Two things, I two uh, separate timelines I have to go down here, but one I have to I have to pick up where Dave left off because as much as I might agree with both Greg and Dave on this, Dave, up until a certain point I agreed with you, I think episode four is where we first start to see where this show does fit in with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, more so than the first three episodes. Mm. Um, I know we're not going to review it, but I think there are specific things that happen in that episode that are going to tie in with Spider-Man No Way Home and certainly Doctor, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, mm. um, and we can get into that. But I think when we do a review of it, I think we should really and, tackle that more. And, and and that could be like it could be that we're all missing something. Like that tentacled monster that could turn out to be the big bad for you know whatever phase this is. That could be the Thanos of this, and then we're all going to be you know eating crow shit sandwiches over how we said what if was inconsequential okay minus the tentacle monster and those connections between episode one and four i think it actually deals directly more with the doctor strange story the direct story of him and his character and obviously the the different version of the multiverse that we see and and i'm getting too much into it i really want to handle it for a review of the episode but um let me get back to the, my take on it it's so weird um to want to defend this show because i'm probably one of the few people until I heard Greg talk about this, I'm not that happy with it. I'm, I'm not thrilled with the way that they're handling it. And my reason for that is I think it's desperately trying to stay within the parameters of the Marvel cinematic universe. And you might argue with me or yell back at me, but Scott, that's all we've been getting. Yes, but we've always made a comparison to all of the comics and where the storylines have come from, from the comics. Even if the cinematic universe diverges from that, changes it, does whatever it does, what if did something that I don't think the show version of it is doing? And that's draw me into these really bizarre, interesting aspects. They, they just tackled it so much better in the comics 
where I think that they're limited to just the cinematic universe for now because that's all we know or the, the cinematic viewing audience knows. And it's kind of sad that each one is like, okay, this is how Captain Carter gets becomes Captain Carter instead of, you know, Captain America or whatever. And it's like, great. But the next one is, um, what was, what was the second one? The T'Challa one and yeah. Star-Lord again, it's just retelling that story, but uh Oh, something just minor happened. And now it's T'Challa. Those drastically changed. And there's so much content that we haven't been exposed to in the cinematic universe that allows us to expand those what if stories beyond those parameters. So that's what's kind of bugging me about the show. Well, okay. So being the non Marvel guy okay. on the show still hurts my soul. I'm, I'm still, <laughs> here's the here's my challenge. Um I, I understand so I, I'm not disagreeing necessarily with the show that the show is a sleeper because I literally took a nap earlier while I was trying to watch the show tonight. All right. I have not fallen asleep watching any of the episodes and I don't, I don't want my commentary to be taken as like, I think it's a bad show or I'm not enjoying it. I am. I just, it, it it is what it is to me, right? It's, it's, it's doing what it is and it's not, it's not painting on a bigger canvas. That's all I mean. I'm speaking as a guy who has fallen asleep during these shows. And I'm also not saying it's a bad show. It's just, you know, I I don't think it's anything you really need to go out of your way to even watch. I mean, it's, it's it's, challenge though. I want to challenge that. Mm -hmm. I want to challenge that. Yes. I want to challenge that. And I'm a guy that fell asleep during Lord of the Rings. Okay. So, I cry and I fall asleep. Okay. Do you fall asleep during Lord of the Rings? How do you cry if you're asleep? It was a bunch of fucking snot covered pig people fighting for <laughs> half an hour and I fell asleep and it was midnight show. So oh, whatever. Yeah, there All right. you go. So yeah. listen. This is the you, you you were in your 30s, man. How did you fall asleep at a midnight show? I I'm a sleeper. Listen, I I, I blame all four of you for this. Okay. I am blaming all of you for, for my problem. Bring it on. <laughs> Bring it on. Sure. All right. We, the fact that you're narcoleptic. When we reviewed, <laughs> we, re, we, we were on top of Loki. I'm, Every, I'm hello. Who? What? Phrasing. Rupees, Greg. That's all I'm saying. We reviewed Woo! Loki. Ooh. And we, we, <laughs> every Saturday we reviewed every episode of Loki yeah. and yeah. Towards the end, at the final episode of Loki, when we see that huge branch time. Yes. And the final episode, we talked about what will, is that setting up the what if series? Uh, Let me finish to, to potentially like sort of set up what if as to be a source of canon. For well, Marvel, yeah. Wait, hold yes. on. That, yeah, yeah. You're on the right track. Hang on. Keep going. You're on the right track. So, so if you're, you're Dave, you were saying earlier that the show is, or, or might have been Greg. I can't remember what happened in the last ten minutes, but one <laughs> of you said the show is inconsequential. And I think that was all three of us actually who said that. I disagree and, and with there, that. I disagree and, with and that. And I get it because. Okay. Of like it was definitely me and Dave. When yeah. you when you look at the Star Wars stuff, it's mm-hmm. like okay, I only have so much time 
I'm going to devote my time to stuff that is consequential to the canon. So I, I get that. But but you read but, the books and all the expanded universe stuff. So Which is now all consequential to the canon. Okay. It is. It's canon. Okay. And even the comics like the twenty like the twenty fifteen Darth Vader series of comics. Great yeah. shit. That's some great shit. I'm on episode I'm on uh uh issue. Issue thank you. I'm I'm here. I'm on I'm issue seventeen. I'm making my way through that. Yeah. It's really uh, good. It's really, really good, good, isn't it? Greg and I were not we're not overselling that at all, right? You're not. I'm that Marvel um app on, mm -hmm. on that's fantastic. Okay. So that is canon. So I'm 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 digging into it. I'm trying to understand it. So with the Marvel stuff, I'm like, you guys know I'm trying to understand this stuff. So do I need to watch this show or not? No. Do you at the moment? No, you don't need to. Because I'm going, is this canon? Is it consequential? It well, is okay. Let me, two part two part can, question. Because it is canon. You guys told me that Loki is setting this up to be canon. Okay, hold on, hold on. Steve's and getting now aggressive. You're telling me it doesn't matter. He's getting aggressive. Which one is it? Here's where we go. That's because well, that's your I blame you for that, Scott, because you've been giving that guy some strong ass drinks. I am. He gets aggressive when he's when he drinks. Holy shit. Why didn't you guys warn me about that? Damn it. He asked me to pour him a second. How one. long have you known him? And I have to explain this to you. <laughs> Nico is so desperate to say something right now. He's holding up a baby Yoda into the screen with a, with a gun to its head. Let <laughs> me talk. The baby Yoda gets it. Grogu, you have the conch. All yeah. right. Um, let me ask you a question, Steve Baldwin. Oh, yes, here we go. You're asking if you need to watch this. From watching Loki, yes. do you understand the concept and the consequences of opening the multiverse into the MCU? Do you uh, know what that really means for the Marvel Cinematic Universe as we know it before Loki? I'm Strippers. No, and I would like you to explain it to me. <laughs> Strippers, so, hookers, and cocaine. At the end of Loki, we see all those diverging timelines. We see everything opening up. Right. Okay. Does that mean anything to you after watching Loki at that point? Like, oh yeah, there's all these different timelines. Like Steve specifically, or Steve as the generic audience? Is Steve as the generic audience asking if they need to watch What If? Steve. <laughs> so if you if you totally understand what that means from watching Loki, I'm you get to see all these other you know variant Lokis. Right, because that means that in all these different timelines and all these different universes, that there are all these different Lokis that have gone through different, you know, paths and stories, and they are variations of one person. Right. Well, Loki's not the only character that has variants. Right. Every single being in the entire universe has variants. Okay. And opening up those branching timelines means that all of those variants of all of those characters are now available to pull into the MCU. And what if, I feel like, is Marvel's way of just kind of showcasing what that could possibly mean in the bigger picture of things? So let me ask a follow-up question, Dad. Did you watch the Oscar-winning animated classic Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Yes, I did. Great. Loved that, it. That is exactly what's happening here for the Marvel Cinematic yeah. Universe. They are just taking that concept 
and moving it over to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Oh, Into you've got your white Spider-Man, a- you've got your black Spider-Man, you've got your pig Spider-Man, you've got your Spider-Gwen. That's what they're doing. Scott really is either having a seizure or he wants to if. speak. Hang on. I'm kickstarting my heart. Chris Farley style. Um, listen, I'm going to take it a step farther and I'm going to break my own rule here. I'm going to talk about episode four. So if you haven't and you think I'm going to spoil it. I think all of us have seen the original Star Wars movie, Scott. There's nothing to spoil in this episode. Already been aired. (laughs) I'll try and do this for Nico's sake so I don't spoil too much. But there is something that happens in episode four that I think is adding to the already history or storyline that you got from Loki. Loki spelled it all out from Loki storyline. Okay. And we got Loki story with all the variants. And then at the end, boom, the big thing happens and we see it all happening. Now, what What If is doing is telling different versions of all those different little threads. Just a couple for each episode. There could be millions of them. But we're just seeing so far four and then hopefully ten by the time the series ends. But something happened with the Doctor Strange episode where it shows it's not just what the TVA did. That people like Doctor Strange... And people like Wanda Maximoff have power over that and are causing other things to happen. Mm. There's something that happens where another or a different type of time vergence happens where two characters literally get split in half in the same diverge timeline. So there are two Doctor Stranges at one point, and that's very important to what's going to happen later on in the multiverse of madness. We now have an evil version well, and and may also happen in Spider-Man: Far From Home if the if the rumors are to be are to be believed, which yeah. we have just seen a trailer for. Finally, yes, confirm confirm some of them, and apparently Sony has inadvertently confirmed others of them by uh, pictures that would go even further than what's in the trailer. Yeah, uh, on the internet being asked to be taken down by Sony for a copyright violation, which they could really only do if the pictures were authentic. You're good, Nico. I just had to get am through. I, am I correct on that, Greg? Like, you can't claim a copyright violation for a fake image from a movie. Right. Is I have that... no idea about copyright law. I, I don't, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I don't even really know what you're referring to right now, which makes it even more curious to me. So there was a, there is a picture, or there was a picture on the internet uh, from Spider-Man No Way Home that had Andrew Garfield in it. Yes. That someone put up on the internet, and Sony demanded that it be taken down because it was a copyright violation for their proprietary copyrighted story. Right. And seem, seems to follow to me that you can only claim a copyright violation if it's an actual picture from your copyrighted product. Well, right. I think that the character of Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man would qualify regardless of whether it's in Far From Home or whether it's Amazing Spider-Man 1 or 2. I think it would still qualify. And I'm not a lawyer, so don't quote me on that. But I, I, I don't think it would necessarily have to mean that he's in it. Um, I think they could still claim the copyright violation based on the fact that they own the image and likeness of that actor as that character from Amazing Spider-Man now, One and Two. Question: If a if a website just puts up the picture of it, can they claim any sort of copyright anyway? If the website's not monetizing it, just yes. posting a picture of something. Yeah. Um, yeah, there has to be a specific reason why it's it, it's up there, and there there are ways you can navigate getting around it. But, I was gonna say, um, is journalism not free or fair use? If it's um, not something that's been publicly released yet, though, it's not necessarily fair use at that point. That that that's where that's where it gets 
it, it gets a little sticky and the, the demand was made and the demand was met and followed. So we it never got in front of a judge or anything like that. Okay. Basically, Sony sent a nasty gram and the person said, oh, I don't want a piece of this and took it down. Two quick points based off of your conversation that's happening right now. Are we going to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home trailer? And two, Steve, my extra point on this is you need to watch What If. As boring as you might find it, sleep through it, watch it three times to get through an episode. Just get through it. You'll start to see some stuff make connections. Okay. Well, that that, that was the point of my, the, the point that I was trying to make. I mean, is it consequential or not? I'm trying to learn this to, to somehow... I, Make up some ground so that I can at least speak eloquently at, at some level with you guys about this. And I don't, it's difficult for me to pick and choose what I'm supposed to pay attention to. Oh, and, and then this if what if comes along and I'm like, Jesus, you know, this well, is. I think the jury's out on how consequential it will be because if they're building to something that might happen in episodes, you know, eight, nine, and 10, it could wind up being very consequential right now. It seems to be largely one-off stories. Yeah. Up until the fourth episode. Again, I won't talk about it, but the fourth episode, I think, kicks off something. So here's a question, actually. That's a great point, Dave. Are are any of you seeing any interconnections between any of the four episodes that we've seen? Yes. That's why I wanted to talk about Spider-Man Home, and that's why I think Strange is a big deal right now. There there hadn't been up and up through three episodes yeah but yes the, the, <laughs> there appears to be some connectivity between episode one and episode four that's interesting yeah i have not seen episode four yet okay yeah oh yeah so there may be some sequencing involved for well, deal some sort i'm not even saying sequencing i'm just saying there's some connectivity there the, for the first time there's some stuff you're like oh between- i have seen i have seen that before that's yeah. interesting okay yeah. But on top of what Dave's saying, it's a Doctor Strange-centric episode that I think is very important to the continuity of what we're going to be seeing, certainly in the next four months. Yes, which would be a segue to talk about the No Way Home trailer if we want to do that. And it literally is the biggest thing to hit the internet. I think so. It All right. is. Well, I, I'm, well, let's, I mean, since we've been talking about it, around it, let's talk about it. Okay. I am going to have to step back a little bit because I have not only have I not seen the trailer. Oh. How have you not seen that trailer? Whoa. What? It was, it was, I think the most viewed trailer of all time. Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. No, it, sh- it shattered the end game record by like a hundred million views in the first 24 hours. I, 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 my job is such that I'm a little bit busy these last few days. I can understand how it's hard to make time for three and a half minutes worth of pleasure, but I mean, talk to my wife. Okay. Um, (laughs) You said it. I didn't pal. You teed it up and put it on the T and, um, well, well, let's talk about it then. Dave, what are your impressions? What stood out for you around the far from home trailer? Everything stood out for me about it. Uh, that it, 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 it is the first kind of main line advancing since, uh, since COVID hit of yeah. the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Because we've gotten, you know, we got the Black Widow, we've got Shang-Chi, we've got the Eternals. Like, these are all kind of newer or backstory concepts. This is one that's like, nope, we're moving the plot forward and we're advancing things and we're setting up, you know, the bigger things to come in the the movies and years ahead 
Major. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't want to discount Shang Chi as much because because Shang Chi I think could have a you know a similar effect to like Black Panther had. People kind of discounted the effect that Black Panther would have, and Shang Chi. There's going to be a lot going on in Shang Chi because we've got an appearance from Wong, of Wong from the from the Doctor Strange movies. The Abominations in there. Tim Roth from the uh, and I'm sorry that she's called it the shitty Incredible Hulk movie with Ed Norton. But Tim Roth returns as the abomination in Shang-Chi. Yes. There's a lot of stuff that set up sets up what's going to be happening here over the next couple of years. And, but that's a whole Kingsley, other story. And Ben Kingsley is in it too. Yeah. Yes, as as uh Trevor as the fake Trevor Mandalorian. Rayburn. Yeah, the fake Mandalorian. Yeah. Um there there might be a connection between the No Way Home trailer and Shang-Chi. There may be, but I just we we've got Doctor Strange in a major way in this uh, storyline, uh, stepping into the role of Tony Stark. Uh, major connectivity, which which didn't hit me at the time, but the the Spider Man uh, one moment in time storyline. Yeah, comics. This is it, it, there's clearly inspiration being drawn from that for What's this particular so? story. <laughs> Nico, Nico, is this one is moment in time or one more day? One more day. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, Thank I, you. you said one moment in time, and I'm like, I don't know what that is. That's why I had to throw that in there. So the one more day story for you, Steve, the one more day story is as short, short version. Peter Parker's I, secret identity is revealed, much like it was in in um, the, the last Spider-Man Far From Home. Thank you. Um, and he makes a deal with Mephisto to have it that erased you know, throughout the, the planet Earth, basically, so nobody knows he's Spider-Man again, but there's a, co a cost and a consequence to it that he's not prepared for, so. And that's yeah. what we're seeing in No Way Home? It, it, it's an inspiration uh, for it. It's not not exactly what happened in the storyline, but it, it's, it's an inspiration for it, because clearly Doctor Strange is casting a spell to do all this thing, and it gets screwed up, and that's what opens a portal to, uh, to the multiverse. Can we do a quick recap of it, just so he gets a point of what's happening in the trailer? I can run through it in a, in... 40 seconds or less. I mean, if you want to do that. Do it. So go. basically what we're doing is we're introduced to Spider-Man from the very last scenes of the movie uh, from the previous film. From Far From Home. Uh, yeah, so we see um, J. Jonah Jameson. But in this time, you now see him blasted all over New York, and he can't get away from the fact that he's swinging through New York, and you're hearing the same thing. He's the killer. He killed, um, uh, oh, my God. Uh, Mysterio. Here we go. Thank you. Uh, and then it goes right into him and Mary Jane having a moment. By the way, Ditko reference in that trailer, if you haven't seen it. Um, there's a Steve D Ditko. The Bears! <laughs> uh, anyway, so they're having Ditko. a moment. Um, realizing okay, that consequences to his uh, identity being revealed, he goes to Dr. Strange's uh, inner sanctum and basically says, can you make a spell to erase everybody's memory of who I am? And so as he's doing that, he's realizing, oh, wait, I don't want Mary Jane to, or uh, MJ to know, uh, to not remember me. Oh, I don't want my aunt to not remember me. So he keeps interrupting the spell. The spell goes wild and all hell breaks loose as it explodes and just rips a hole into the multiverse. Um, and but the, moment, the great bit is Peter going into the, the sanctum sanctorium yes. and Dr. Strange is like, well, you know, Peter, we did save half the universe together. I don't think we need to be so formal. And Peter Parker goes, okay, Stephen, I'm coming here for your help. There's this long pause and Dr. Strange goes, that sounds really weird, but I'm still going to allow it. Yeah. 
<laughs> so you, you, you gotta you gotta talk about Doctor Strange too because um, it, he's in the Sanctum Sanctorum, which is his house in New York, right? Yeah. And um, if you remember, the last time we saw it was an Endgame when the Hulk came crashing through the ceiling and made a big hole in the ceiling, right? So it's yeah. snowing inside of the inside of the Sanctum Sanctorum right now. And Doctor Strange, instead of wearing his usual robes like we've seen him pretty much every time we've seen Doctor Strange, is wearing his what? cape, which is always with him, and a sweatsuit, <laughs> like a tracksuit, sweatsuit. I wonder yeah. if that was part of uh, what's his name's contract. It's like I don't want to wear that damn costume. Just, <laughs> I don't wear it but costume. but that's what's leading to all this conversation. And plus, his mannerisms are you know not quite bro Thor, but let's call them quirky. They're strange. So um, yeah. so that's what's leading people believe is is this really Doctor Strange, yeah. or is it Mephisto? Or is it Mephisto? when there's when there's protesters around Peter at one point, there is a protest with a sign that says Peter Parker is the devil. And it's got a picture of him drawn as the devil with yep. the Mephisto goatee. They're doing that on purpose. They're messing with us. I, I truly think they're just effing with us at this point. Yeah. On Mephisto. But so, uh, there's all. But Peter is also arrested at one point. He's in yeah. in custody. He's handcuffed to the chair. And there is a, a moment that everybody's fixating on where he's being questioned by the cops and this arm slams a bunch of papers down on the table and Tom Holland reacts and kind of looks at the person and we he's don't see who it is. He's oh, not the cop. Yeah, he's I, wearing it. I did hear about this. Yeah. yeah. And there's a theory that it's Charlie Cox. Yes. AKA yeah. Daredevil from Netflix. Yes. From, from the Netflix show. Yeah. Yeah. Which would be awesome because we've all been waiting for the Netflix shows, MCU crossovers. Finally. If that happens, I will stand up in the theater and clap and really piss off all the people sitting behind me. However, uh, I, I think that I think that people like the the Charlie Coxes and the um, I forget the actress's name, but the girl who was Jessica Drew as well. So Daredevil and Jessica Drew. I don't know that people are so much waiting for the Iron Fist guy though. Jessica Drew or Jessica Jones? No. Jessica, Jessica Jones. Jones. Jessica Jones. Sorry. Yes. And and Luke Cage. Yeah, I'll go for Luke Cage too. Luke Cage was all right. Yeah, it was acceptable. Yeah, Iron Fist was the toss out, but yeah. uh, so the trailer continues. Chaos starts to happen. Weird things are happening. He gets kind of pulled into a Doctor Strange moment where he's being sucked. It's like this weird mix of Doctor Strange and the Matrix. Like that—that's the visual motif that I—I I think you can be left with for what One, Scott is describing. Okay. The finale part of the trailer is you start to see some of the things, the crossovers happen. You get a Goblin bomb. From the Green Goblin. Oh, wow. And the laugh. And, and Willem Dafoe's laugh. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And then you. Oh, so now you get the crossover. Spy, and then you see. And spy. then you see the lightning. Lightning. From the amazing Spider-Man, Electro, Jamie Foxx. And, and then you see the claw. And you see. Dr. Octavius. Hello, Peter. Hello, Peter. And they actually show Alfred Molina at the end. With the little glasses and everything. Say, yeah. So, but there's a couple other quick oh, references. Fine. There are actually five villains shown in this. You do see a quick shot of the lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man number one, and then and I think you see a silhouette of Tom Hayden Church, don't you? Yeah, in the in the sand, the sand and the electrical, oh. which looks like another shot of the electrical storm, but it's the actual sand. So we could have five major players of the sinister six shown in this trailer all right i have to ask another one of my famous rookie questions that's cool 
Is this the first film of Phase Four? No. No. What was Spider-Man: Far From Home was the first film of Phase Four? Yes. Phase Four is already underway. Yes. Yes. Okay. And all the series are leading into it, so they're part of Phase Four. All right. Certainly, WandaVision and certainly Loki. WandaVision. Yeah. Does <laughs> anyone? Did and anyone? Steve, I'm just throwing it out there. You can buy that costume that you love so much. You can buy that for Lisa to wear for Halloween. They sell it on Amazon. Oh, yeah. well, I've already. already <laughs> I haven't, but that's a great idea. Okay. Did anyone see on Disney Plus the little promo, like mysterious teaser for WandaVision for September what? 9th? No. It said September 9th, and it has WandaVision and nothing else. No links to click on it. It's just an image. I grabbed a screenshot, so I'll have to send it over here. Nobody's heard anything about that. No. Did it come from Lucasfilm? Yeah. Did it? Did it come from Lucasfilm? Came from Bob Iger. Did it come from Lucasfilm? <laughs> Thank you. Bob Iger tweeted it. Fuck you, Scott. Bob Iger. <laughs> I can't handle. It. So, so anyway, Steve, to just go back to No Way Home real quick before we move completely on from it. The yep. big so I loved the trailer because it it had zero surprises in it really because there have been so many rumors and, yep. and leaks around this movie, but it was still so satisfying and wonderful to watch and see. Like I for one, I will never get tired of seeing Spider-Man and Doctor Strange as Tom, you know, Tom Holland and Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. on the screen together. Watching those two Ditko characters interact, I will never ever get get tired of it, just as a fanboy moment. And the prospect that we are also going to see Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire yes. appearing in this movie. And that that's the surprise that's being kept under wraps by Sony. Yeah. Can do, I, do, do you have any sense? Are they repurposing footage? Are they having the actors come in and, and redoing their roles? Do you have any sense yep. of what's they're going ha- on? They're having the actors come in and, and do things. We could yeah, see the, 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 Garfield. The fact that they brought in Molina and, you know, and and Jamie Fox yeah, allegedly still I don't think he's officially confirmed but um, the fact that they're bringing them back you know they'll if they bring back the other characters it won't be repurposed for footage it'll be the the actors themselves Apple money though you just throw you a have to. couple of bills down and Jamie Fox comes walking in when you see <laughs> the trailer it was it's it's goosebumps All right. for me. And because well, they de-aged him too. They used that yeah. de-aging process yeah. that Marvel's perfected. Okay, so that was my thing too. Like Toby Maguire, I mean, with all due respect to the man, yeah. he's not he's 20 years older than when he played Spider-Man. Not 20. I don't think that's a bad thing too, because in in, in Into the Spider-Verse, they made the yeah. the that Spider-Man, I forget the actor's name, but um, you know, he was an older guy, you know, and, and they played yeah. it as an older Peter Parker. He wasn't young teenage Peter Parker. He had been around the block a couple times. So real quick, before we move on from this, just two real quick little things. Um, there is a moment, another thing, you talked about the Matt Murdock uh, possible cameo in there. Um, the other one is the moment when you see Molina, he says some, there's so much controversy about him recognizing Peter Parker. And he shouldn't if he's in a new universe and seeing yes. it kid playing Peter Parker. Mm. However, when you see the shot prior to that, Tom Holland is wearing the suit that Peter Parker from the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3 was wearing. It's the blue shirt with the jacket. 
and it's not anything Tom Holland would have ever what worn. Do you mean the suit, the Spider-Man suit? No, no, the like no. Suit? He's wearing the same clothes. It's a jacket and shirt and jeans combo, is what it is. Well, we don't know. Is this a Lando Han moment? <laughs> I don't know. I just got to say that that scene has brought on the best meme, I think, of 2021. It's uh, when you see your third grade teacher in the grocery store after 20 years and you hope they don't recognize you. And then it's the shot of Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Hello, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah, I've never been more hyped for this, man. It's so good. So good. You guys are all looking past Shang-Chi, man. Shang-Chi comes out this weekend, guys. I'm I'm going to go see it this weekend. Is anybody else? Literally this uh, weekend. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I am. What? Should, should I go I'm, see? Go see should I go see Black Widow? I haven't seen that. All right. So pull the curtains back a little bit. Lisa and I, we have a, Lisa has a medical conference. And I am tagging along for a free hotel stay uh, in uh, a city not, it's not Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm getting on an airplane tomorrow morning. And maybe I'll go while she's in her conference. Maybe I'll go see Ching Chi. There you go. Yeah. If, if movie theaters are open wherever you're going, because some places movie theaters are closed. In Seattle. I don't know what the story is in Seattle. Everything's legal in Seattle. It's fine. <laughs> drink enough like coffee. Jersey. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. This one, uh, this episode went crap. I can't believe it's been an hour and a half already. Yeah. It was good. We had a lot. It's great to be back. That's. It's really good to be back. Yeah. I miss you guys. I miss yeah. you guys too. Mm. Mm. I. You know what? I miss. I miss anyone though. Nah. I mean, shit. If you nah. missed us, it would be like shit. We're getting married or something. Yeah. I even missed Nico. I did. Yeah, I, I did. <laughs> I miss when he gave me the fuck you, Scott. It felt really good. Yeah. I felt like I was home again. It it, it was uh, it was heartwarming. What? I've never I've never actually been heard someone been told to fuck off that was more heartwarming than that. Yeah, it felt like a great big hug. It was so nice. It was a heartfelt. <laughs> <laughs> well, episode two hundred and ten. God, of the wretched. God. <laughs> Guys, I promise. The books. I promise. But after we're done with this, I will force him to watch the damn trailer. Okay? Yeah, let's watch it right now. Actually. All right. All right. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Guys, uh, have a wonderful couple of weeks. We will probably be back in two weeks. We'll see the way things are going. You never know. Yeah. But uh, we hope to be back. Until then, watch what if. Try and figure it out for me. Let me know what you think. And until then, may the force be with us all. More like try and stay awake through what if. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. What if Bob Iger did every episode? No, you can't back out of that now. You took a position. <laughs> stay with it, man.